Well, I guess right. I'll get to recap a little bit of that. Probably going to forget half of the stuff, but, um, you know, please keep me honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Goose, that, that's a great point. Who just pronounced Epoch as epic? Yeah, that's a fief. Don't mind him, it's okay. I think it's epic. I've always said Epoch. I'm probably wrong. But uh, yeah, we'll give people a couple more minutes to uh, to join in here. I've got Craig recording, I think. Yeah, Craig is recording. Perfect. And uh, yeah, we'll kick it off in a couple minutes. And I'm also going to drop the um, the agenda in the chat, just so you guys can see it. pull up everyone that we need as speakers because we'll be having them talk in a couple seconds. Very cool. I think we'll... Uh... I think we'll kick off into the welcome, and then we'll just have people join in through uh, through some of those initial updates. Let's see if there's anyone that's pinged me. Okay, cool. All right, so uh, oh, Mike wants to come up here too. Let me drag that guy. All right, cool. Now we should be good to kick it off. So welcome everyone to this tonight's community governance call. Just want to kick this call off by saying thank you to everyone in this amazing community for being here with us today. You've uh, you've obviously stayed alongside us uh, as we built up to this point and we're constantly being rewarded for it. Um, we have a great deal of things to cover today. So I'll just, uh, we'll just get right into it. Um, the first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna have the Spartan Council do a little bit of an update. Um, I need Cassette to do that. Let's just see if Cassette is here. Cassette is here. Hmm. I thought Calavera was doing it. Oh, Calavera can yeah. do it then. Totally cool for my side. Didn't know what you guys ended up uh, ended up deciding. So yeah, Calavera, go for it. 
Cool. Good morning, evening, afternoon, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining. Um, so first of all, uh, you know, I do have to give uh, the kudos to KSET. She helped put up uh, the list of, um, you know, some of the things that we've accomplished throughout this epoch. So thank you, KSET, for putting this together. That uh, obviously, um, you know, helps a lot. Um, on, on a second and more general notice, I do want to mention that, uh, I, you know, it's been it's been a pleasure being on the council for the first time. But also, I think it's been quite of a different council, and and you guys being in the community community and the rest of the council members from from the different DAOs can say if it's true or not but we had some very good diverse perspective in this council we had some new people joining that are not the ones that have always been in the council and while sometimes that can be a good thing uh, you know because obviously new ideas new perspectives and you know new uh, new mentalities you know it's also good to have some of the people that are repetitive in order to continue some of the things that have been going and not having to start all over again. Now, this is very much as uh, similar as with presidency and things like that. Now, when new people come in that are not informed about the past, you know, there's a learning curve over the first couple of weeks. So, um, what I would like to say is obviously um, everybody in the community, including myself and everybody here on the team, you know, let's make sure that we keep a diverse type of council. I think that brings the best amount of value to uh, the protocol itself. Like I love, I love the fact that we have like partner ecosystem people joining the councils. You know, those are very important. They have a, they bring a very big amount of value to, uh, to synthetics. You no, know, obviously a lot of fees coming from a lot of our partner ecosystem system so it's very important that they able to not only express their voice but also express their votes inside of the what's going on in synthetics so let's keep uh, let's keep this going um to go a little bit of a quick recap you no know, um a couple of the things and you know again in no particular order uh you know and then there's probably a lot of other things that have been accomplished but are not going to be mentioned over here is uh the first and most uh that that is brought up to the light is the election modules life you no know, finally you know we've been talking about this for a while i think all of all everybody over here already voted by the election module uh, we have you know i think it went almost without a hiccup or maybe a very little small hiccup but in the end it was nothing critical and uh, yeah it seems to be working great i think it's a much better way of of doing governance specifically at least voting no so we're very much excited to see what's coming next for the election module no and that's obviously going to be a lot of what the next council is going to be focusing on and providing feedback um, then we had a lot of discussion throughout this epoch regarding the C ratio. Obviously, a lot of volatility in the markets. You know, we saw uh, basically every token, you know, plummet uh, a lot and then pump for a little bit and then plummet a little bit more. So making sure that synthetics is strong and robust uh, was a big task. Now, there were a lot of discussions regarding what is the appropriate C ratio. Uh, we were very, very thankful for Gauntlet and all of its insights that were providing uh, you know to us you know a lot of a lot of the analytics that they were drawing and i think that moving forward we definitely as a council and the rest of the community really need to think more about risk and uh, how do we manage risk but while keeping a healthy system you no know? so that's definitely going to be a heavily debated topic uh, in the in the next uh, councils and epics to come um 
a couple of other areas that uh, the next ep epic will the next epoch or epic will need to be focusing on is definitely the debt migration no? a, a very big topic that we've been discussing for a while and very much looking to get forward the line i think we're literally almost there you know waiting for some specific things to accomplish on on some other areas but we're we're literally almost there you know and maybe there's an there's an update coming soon no Apart from that, improving the the liquidation mechanism. No, again, very important as as the um, you know as the drawdown in the last couple of weeks in the market. We saw a lot of liquidation happened. I, I am absolutely happy, and I think I, I can speak for the whole council and the community. Like amazing liquidations worked perfectly. We hadn't. I believe that we had no major issues with liquidations. So that's awesome. And specifically, what we're going to be looking for is, you know, the mechanism for escrowed SNX to be liquidated, which is missing at the moment. No? Um, we are also looking in the next epoch to uh, gradually reduce the emissions no? there, uh, and, and possibly direct some of that to token liquidity. We, we know that uh, right now there's, a, there's quite a lot of inflation. No, there's a lot of discussion about if that is good, that is bad. There's good, there's good reasons to have that high inflation. There's other some reasons that may not be so good. So the next council will really need to look into how we're going to be gradually reducing probably some of that inflation and emissions, but as well moving and redirecting some of those emissions to maybe our partner ecosystems or you know or or to provide liquidity or or in, embrace some of the liquidity coming in. Uh, also, areas like incentives for traders. No, that's another area where we can direct some of our emissions, some of our inflation, potentially some even sharing of the fees, as, as we've already seen in some of the SIPs that were issued. Uh, another very important type of uh, activity that needs to happen and will definitely happen in the next epoch is bridging SUSD no? and uh, being able to share L1 and L2 fee structures. If you've been keeping up with the latest discussions, specifically the one yesterday, but also I think in the last two weeks we've talked about this a little bit. No, we have some good ideas to be able to um, just move fees around between L1 and L2. Uh, the same for SUSD. Uh, that's very important. And obviously, um, you know, cross-chain messaging, I, you know, personally, I don't think that's coming anytime soon. And from, a, again, personal perspective, I'm not sure that we want to be the first ones to uh, you know, be be the test dummies of cross-chain messaging. So we will have to wait a little bit of while for that. But there's definitely some good ideas on the table from core contributors about how can we accomplish, you know, the shared L1, L2 fee structure as well as, uh, you know, being able to bridge as you. And uh, last but not least, um, is, is a lot of more focus on B3. No, B3 cannot come sooner enough. We definitely need that. Things like Atomic Thwax are showing that if we actually have a great system of smart contracts that are easily integratable, um, you know, easily understandable by other projects and other protocols, uh, we'll definitely get a lot of more volume. Of, uh, inside of synthetics. So um, we're definitely looking for V3 to be launched. Uh, I, I cannot say if it will or it will not. I think we're quite soon, but we're still probably a couple of months away from, uh, from V3, um, you know, if not uh, even more. Uh, but definitely the core contributors can give a bigger update around that. But um, definitely continuing the focus on B3, making sure from a council perspective, making sure that there's enough resources focused 
on B3 is very, very, very important. Hopefully we don't have to turn down any fires or, or you know, at least very little amount of fires in the next epoch. And uh, that will allow that more core contributors are focused on V3. Um, there's probably a lot of other things that we haven't mentioned over here from a council perspective in regards to accomplishments and also things that, that, that the next council will have to be looking after for. But, um, you know, time is limited and uh, we definitely, um, you know, we definitely at least mentioned the, I think that, you know, what is the high level and what, are, what were the top type of activities that this council have performed. So on behalf of everybody in the council, I want to thank, uh, you know, the community for having voted on us uh, for this epoch and uh, we'll definitely encourage the community to keep voting to ensuring that you have the best people representing the community and the best people you know taking decisions on the synthetics protocol so thank you i'll give it back to you matt i guess for, to continue the rest of the uh discussion today yes perfect calvera thank you so much to you and the uh the spartan council for preparing that so what we're going to do now is we're going to have some of our our new cc's do a, a quick little intro themselves um i'll kind of let them decide amongst themselves who will go first and such i think we've got everyone up here uh, let's see if anyone yep i think we get everyone up here so i'll just have you guys just do a quick intro just say your name what you do with synthetics that's really it if you want to throw in anything else go for it be my guest um but yeah you guys can just kick it off whoever wants to go first go for it yeah i'm happy to start um hi everyone i'm jade uh, i started contributing to the synthetics protocol about five months ago I started as a contractor and I became a CC just about two months ago now. Uh, so I help out with graphic design, so graphics, animation that you will see on Twitter, discords, things like that. Uh, I'm usually behind it. Uh, and I also give a hand with the UX and UI design. So for instance, I've worked on the stats page with the Grants Council. Uh, and at the moment, I'm working on improving the staking experience. So yeah, that's uh, that's me. Um, hey guys, how's it going? Oh, yeah, you go, Matt. <laughs> can you hear me? Okay. Yep, we can hear you all good, Sonny. You're good to go. Jay Z, you you cool. can go right after him. Uh, hi guys, uh, my name is Sonny. Um, I am US based, uh, recently moved to Dallas. Um, I'll be working across the stack uh, for synthetics and contributing uh, wherever I can um, with the focus on the front end. Uh, I used to be a front end architect at, uh, at Gemini, the crypto exchange in New York. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm really, you know, hoping to help on V3 and uh, get that uh, off the ground and, and, and ship. So yeah. It's a little bit on me. JC, feel free to go. Yeah, thanks, mate. Um, yeah, hi guys, I'm James. You can call me JZ. Um, so like I'm a web two convert, just started a few weeks back. Um, mainly been front end for, for my career so far, but you know, happy to play um play a role to do anything. You can do some smart contract work as well. Um, yeah, that's that's just about me. Excited to start. Uh, yeah, I can go next. And yeah, I'm Steve. Um, I'm going to be helping out as a product designer. Um, I've been helping out since around January as a contractor. 
previous life I worked as a product designer for an agency in New York, mostly helping out on um, fintech products uh, for clients. And yeah, really excited to start as a contributor to fintechs. Awesome. Perfect. Thanks, guys, for introducing yourselves. Um, I'm pretty sure all of them have also put a little intro and contributor intro, so you guys can go uh, check that out as well. Um, but we're just going to continue right onwards. So what we're going to go into next a little bit is about atomic swaps, integrations, and updates, and things of that nature. I know uh, everyone has seen that one inch obviously um, integrated with atomic swaps, or as I once called them in a, in a Twitter uh, thread, atomic swamps. Um, and with that, we've seen, you know, 100, 200 million dollar volume days on L1 synthetics. Um, but just to get into some of the integration side and things like that, I'm going to pass it over to Mike and then uh, Duck on the Grants Council if he wants to hop in as well. Yeah, hey, everybody. Um, so I just shared actually some a link in, in a dashboard um, in, in GovCall chat. Um, but uh, as Matt mentioned, you know, we really got atomic swaps integrated with one inch about what, like two weeks ago. It feels like quite a while ago, but it's only been two weeks since they've been integrated. Um, and, and it's already generating like pretty massive fees um, for us and, and volume. Uh, since then, we've, we've actually had some really great um, kind of cross coordination between CCs, Grants Council and the Ambassador Council. Uh, collectively working to basically reach out to every other aggregator out there to to work with their teams to get um, get this integrated. Um, we're we're currently working through the list and um, and have a, a couple that will be coming down the pipeline here soon. Um, the Grants Council actually funded a, a developer to put in a PR for Paraswap, and we've been working closely with their team to uh, to get this reviewed. Um, so that's probably going to be the next one um, to to check in. We've heard uh, heard back positive things from Zerion, CalSwap, um, and a handful of others. One of the big issues or, or like uh, hurdles right now is that uh, zero X currently has a two hop maximum. Uh, but in order for cross assets asset swaps to actually like happen, we need an extra a hop in there. So um, to go from um, you know USDC to SUSD to SETH to to ETH, uh, you know, it takes three hops. So we're we're in talks right now. One inch might be able to um, to make an update to their back end, which would then allow some of these other um, aggregators and even zero X to to tap into that. And then we're also have direct lines of communication with zero X um, to see if there's any um, you know technical workarounds to their um, the way that they they have their swap structured currently. But definitely some positive uh, movement there, and should see some further dominoes start to fall here in the next. Uh, Next week or two, which is going to contribute to the further, um, you know, fee increases and and volume increases. Um, yeah, from there, I guess we'll we'll hand it off uh, to to Duck uh, to handle the rest of the grant scan. So updates. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll probably just keep it there in terms of the atomic swaps integrations, and we'll do the rest of the grants council update um, towards the tail end of the call. Unless Duck has anything related to atomic swaps, I don't. I don't want it to cut him off, Duck. No, that's fine. All right, perfect. Thank you so much, guys. All right, so uh, now we're gonna pass it over to uh, to Afif to go through some of the uh, Perpetual Futures V2 updates. Yeah. So um, there aren't any obviously like official implementation updates because nothing has been uh, nothing has gone through governance. There haven't been any official steps um, really. 
all that's been done by, um, has been by Arthur. He's been reworking some of the architecture um, to make it more modular and more efficient and also make certain parts of it that we know might need some iteration to make those parts upgradable. Um, but then we kind of have pulled him off futures for a couple like first for the double entry issue. Uh, and then he's also been working on the liquidating escrow SNX uh, SIP uh, recently. And so basically what we have now is like some new architecture that Arthur has started implementing and then a pretty much fully scoped out uh, product roadmap for things that we think would be useful that we proposed to the community. Um, so I, I can summarize what that scope looks like at a high level. Um, basically, it's taking some of the lessons learned from the first iteration of the product and then trying to address them. Um, one is obviously front running. Uh, when we are initially working on, you know, futures and what would go into it, um, we didn't have OCR oracles on, on optimism. We, we didn't know what the performance would look like. So it was kind of, we've kind of just been feeling our way around it. Um, and then since we launched, we've kind of been working with Chainlink constantly, you know, upgrading some of their parameters and they've been tremendously helpful, you know, on their end, trying to make, get the latency down as low as they can. Um, but then we have some other ideas for things on our end that we can do. Um, the central one that probably that solves a lot of the pain points all at once is just having like a, a price curve or a, a simplified version of what used to be SIP 181 for simulated liquidity. So we, we have a model for that um, worked out, which is basically just concentrated liquidity centered at the Oracle price. Um, but then you can kind of also use that in tandem to solve some of the funding rates issues by basically having price impact from an exchange persist over several updates. Um, so let's say like, you know, no, normally what we have is like, if there is a large latency gap, a front runner will try to ARB. Um, they'll trade and then they just have a free call option on the position to keep it open as long as they want. Um, but in, in this model, they they trade and they push the price, you know, some premium above the current Oracle price. And then on the next price update, it creates an immediate ARB opportunity for somebody else to sell above the spot price, let's say if they bought. So basically they have to capture the latency ARB right away. Otherwise they had to pay slippage in both directions. So th this has uh, multiple benefits. One is for front running. And then one also is that it's a more traditional arbitrage experience for people who want to trade funding rates or who just want to arm between different exchanges. Um, and then it also lets us use something of a, sli a slightly more familiar uh, model for funding rates where it's basically like this time-weighted average skew, which kind of is directly proportional to like the average premium or discount that the futures market is trading at. Um, so yeah, so yeah, based on some of the modeling, like one, this helps with front running tremendously. And two, like we think it'll be a lot more liquid and scalable so that uh, we could uh, propose higher open interest caps and, and lower fees. Um, yeah, that's the purpose of V2 update. Awesome, thank you, Afif. Um, I know you kind of went through some of the front running updates and, and things of that nature. So I think that section should be covered unless you want to add anything else to it. Because that was going to be what we we're going to get into next. Oh, you mean of uh, what was the other front runnings? I kind of just went. Yeah, through. the right right after Purse V two, we were going to do a, a short circuit breakers and front running updates. But you've actually talked through a lot of those points already. Oh yeah, I think I hit that already. We could just pass that. All right, perfect. 
Okay, so the next thing we're going to do is have uh, Gauntlet Risk, uh, you know, talk a little bit about some of their updates uh, for this epoch. So we've got Paul here. Um, Paul, whenever you're ready, let me know. I know you said you also wanted to share some images in the chat, so you can definitely drop those in the CovCall chat. Thanks, Matt. Um, can we also bring up WFoo? I think he's raising his hand right now. Yep, pulling him up right now. Okay, he should be good to go. Uh, just uh, just um, first, Paul, could we just do a brief um, intro again to, to who Gauntlet is and, and how they help synthetics, and then get into any of your updates, just so some of our new, uh, you know, our new community members know exactly who Gauntlet is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we're Gauntlet. Uh, we manage market risk for protocols, um, specifically for synthetics. We provide parameter recommendations in order to manage market risk and optimize for capital efficiency. Uh, so we, for example, would provide parameter recommendations to the C ratio. Um, and in order to do so, we essentially have a agent-based simulation platform that runs simulations and economic stress tests um, against the entire protocol in order to find um, optimal uh, parameter values. Um, Watson, can we just quickly check to see if your mic is working? Yeah, hopefully it's working this time. Yep, can hear you. Thanks. Yeah, and um, yeah, so I think I also work at Gauntlet, um, mostly doing the data science uh, work there. So yeah, you may have uh, heard us uh, speak on the, the weekly call last week. Um, since last week, um, we have seen pretty drastic decreases in liquidations. Um, we're also continuing to monitor the safety of, SN of SNX token across protocols, uh, which could have large impacts on uh, the SNX price. Um, but today, we sort of wanted to focus on um, presenting a little bit uh, what our risk dashboard uh, will look like. So let me um, share a few images. Sorry, give me a second. Um, Matt, did those go through in the Gov call chat? Yep, all, all of them are there, all the images that you posted. Sweet. It ends with total collateralization ratio. Awesome. Um, so yeah, we are looking forward to launching our risk dashboard uh, very soon. Um, so over the last couple of months, uh, our team has built the infrastructure to ingest market data and run our agent-based simulations. Um, there are two main goals for our initial dashboard launch. Uh, the first goal is to help the community um, and governance understand uh, our methodology and our recommendations. And number two, help the community understand um, how our recommendations help reduce risk and increase capital efficiency uh, for the protocol. Um, so in the first picture, um, you'll see um, a few metrics, value at risk, which we call VAR, liquidations at risk, which we call LAR, and mint usage. Um, so these are metrics, uh, top line metrics of uh, risk and capital efficiency. Um, so to just kind of give some quick definitions, uh, VAR represents the capital at risk due to insolvencies, uh, insolvencies uh, when uh, the markets are under stress. So during, a mar during an adverse market shock, uh, liquidations represents the capital at risk due to liquidations when there is an adverse market shock. And in order for us to compute those, we essentially run thousands of simulations and take the 95th percentile of our simulation runs to 
a queue for var and lar. Uh, mint usage is a measure of capital efficiency and defines how aggressively users are minting SUSD um, against their collateral. So as you can sort of see in the um, first pick, um, you can see var, lar, and mint usage, and you can see the impact on these three met metrics should uh, the uh, Synthetex protocol incorporate Gauntlet's recommendations. Um, obviously, that depends on what our specific recommendations are, uh, whether it's include whether it's increasing or decreasing uh, the C ratio or otherwise. Um, but we want the community to understand what the um, potential impact of those recommendations would be. Um, obviously, you know SNX is kind of the the main the only collateral asset on um, on the platform. Um, on our dashboard, you will be able to look into um, specific heat maps uh, relating to insolvencies, uh, liquidations, and collateralization ratio um, under a variety of different volatility settings and parameterization settings. So in the uh, next three pictures, um, you can sort of see you know, the impact, um, in this case, of collateralization ratio um, on um, the uh, LAR and VAR under different volatility scenarios. Um, Changes are not monotonic, but in these in this case, you can generally see that increasing uh, collateralization ratio would um, decrease the uh, value at risk and uh, liquidation at risk. Um, of course, it's kind of difficult to discern at which point um, the impact would be greatest and how much how big that impact would be, which is why we run our agent-based simulations to do so. Um, on our dashboard, um, you'll also see um, a list of all the synths. Um, on synthetics and the um, insolvency and liquidation risk attributable to each synth. So for each synth, you actually have a LAR and VAR number um, as well. Um, and just to kind of give a, a concrete example with, with general numbers, um, let's say a user mints SUSD and converts 50% of it into SETH and the rest into SBTC. And then if this user has $1,000 of collateral, uh, of capital liquidated in our simulations, um, then we would attribute uh, $500 of SETH um, and $500 of SBDC into uh, the synth-specific LAR. Um, so yeah, um, at a high level, that's kind of what our uh, dashboard aims to do. I'm looking to launch that uh, very, very shortly, uh, but we hope that this could be a valuable resource for the community in understanding the trade-offs between uh, risk and capital efficiency um, you know, as we all know, reducing uh, risk is important. Uh, at the same time, um, you know, there are uh, effects in reducing capital efficiency, so there are always trade-offs uh, between those those dynamics. Um, so yeah, happy to kind of address any questions uh, from the community, but wanted to to give the community a heads up that we will be publishing this soon. Well, I think we've got one question in the chat from Terabellus. We'll just go through that and then we'll, uh, we'll move onwards. Um, but with a live dashboard at um, the website link, it's gov.gauntlet.network at uh, slash synthetics after the epoch liquidation mechanism. Oh, I can't even read. Will the live dashboard at whatever site, entirely coincidentally, I'm sure, after the epoch liquidation mechanism is live, or will we get it sooner? Um, we're Not looking sure. to launch the dashboard um, next week. Um, that's what we're aiming uh, in terms of our timeline. Uh, not sure, Watson, if you wanted to add anything there. 
No, uh, could you reiterate the question? <clears throat> yeah, we'll just wait for uh, Terabellis to to provide a provide a question that is a sentence that I can read. So let's just uh, let's just give him another couple seconds to do that. Charizard. <laughs> oh, I can't. Um, okay, Tara. So the answer. Um, yeah, we're just gonna move on from whatever Tara is asking. So you guys said um, five next week. Is That's that correct. Next week. Okay, perfect. Thank you, Tara. Uh, thank you, uh, Paul. Um, all right, guys. Thank you so much, Gauntlet. I appreciate your updates, and uh, the community definitely appreciates them as well. Cool. Thanks, Matt. Um, Thanks, all. All right. So we're going to head right into the um, the stats page status because I see some questions about it. Um, and we're going to pass it over to the Grants Council because um, they've kind of been uh, been working through a lot of this on the visual side of things. So I'll pass it over to Duck to talk through it. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, so I'll first cover the stats page. So we've been working on basically we call it a community hero stats page. Uh, that's different from Grafana, different from Dune Analytics. Uh, mainly for the reasons of being uh, very simplistic, uh, very easy to use, no filters to use. And it's basically a marketing tool that could be used to share key uh, KPI, KPIs with anybody we want. So we're close to that being done. Uh, it's been done as a static page uh, for uh, performance reasons uh, with you know, much faster load times. Uh, we initially didn't have it as a static page and it was loading up to like one minute until it parsed all the data. But we basically made, I made a call to to do, the, uh, do it as a static page and it's been flawless. Uh, it will be released soon. I think if I could assess it, we're maybe like 80, 90% done. So we're getting close to that. Uh, that's on the stats page. Uh, what else have we been working on? So uh, we've been getting called out that we've been too passive with our finances, with our treasury. So uh, we decided to do some low-risk yield farming with the grants funds. Uh, we've supplied SNX on Aave. Uh, I think we supplied just over 150k SNX on Aave L1. And that has netted us already uh, almost 1,400 SNX in just three weeks or just under three weeks. Uh, we took a loan against that. Uh, and uh, we've been using uh, those tables to, to fund the initiatives we do. Uh, what initiatives we have done throughout this quarter? So we had a Telegram bot update where, uh, in addition to monitoring C-ratios, uh, the Telegram bot now also tracks liquidations. Uh, it tracks your flagging, uh, which can be useful uh, so you don't get caught up. Uh, we have helped uh, deploy the optimistic tip bot. You can now tip SNX, uh, optimistic SNX through the Discord tip bot. Uh, tag Alexander if you want to swap your uh, L1 SNX to optimistic SNX. But you can also tag Grants Council if you think uh, there's anybody worthy to be tipped by the Grants Council for whatever they have done to the community. Uh, a cool thing we have deployed. Uh, this quarter, or maybe it was towards the end of the last quarter, was the, the synthetics tool sites. Uh, the synthetics tool sites basically lists all these different tools that are helpful to the users of the synthetics ecosystem. And we have recently updated it with uh, Grafana, uh, or not Grafana, uh, a Dune analytics section, where 
we have listed all the Grand Council funded analytics dashboards and they've been of great help with all, all the lag of us uh, delivering the, the marketing stats page and the issues with the Grafana stats page. So uh, if you're looking for any data, you should find it on these Dune Analytics dash dashboards that are listed on the tool site. Uh, we are 80% done with uh, Wrapper UI, which is basically a simplistic Uniswap style uh, UI uh, that will allow people to wrap, unwrap uh, ETH or LUSD. Uh, here's just a quick screenshot of that, how that's going to look. We're, that should be done very soon, like 80% done. Uh, we've been uh, helping with the 300 uh, team. So we have been supporting uh, a 300 lieutenant role, which uh, has been paid a stipend. I think it was Milky Way doing this uh, past, ep past epic. epic. <laughs> and he's been basically coordinating all the internal marketing uh, of the 300. In addition to that, we, of, of course, coordinate with uh, Proof of Cake, uh, SNX Weave, uh, all the great work they're doing. Uh, uh, lately, they have uh, given us the attendance and participation report, which, which sparked some heated debate. Uh, there was some feedback, and uh, we're open to any feedback and on improving uh, this participation report for the upcoming uh, epoch. And lastly, well, not lastly, I have two or three more things. Uh, explainer videos, we are working on two videos. Uh, that one, we are working with a YouTuber for a video that's targeted at end user stakers. So basically, uh, uh, basically an intro to staking, a new intro to staking. And the second video that we're working with uh, uh, SNX Weave, uh, which would be a video targeted at builders and integrators. <clears throat> Uh, hopefully, uh, that is going to convince some people to build the synthetics. Uh, another initiative that we started, uh, it's in a draft phase. Uh, we drafted a concept to provide incentives for the perpetual futures. And this was prior to Kane dropping his SIF 254. So the idea, the idea here was to basically match uh, margin deposits to a certain capped amount per wallet with some basic Sybil filtering with a goal of uh, growing the number of traders rather than focusing on just absolute volumes. So volume is amongst the criteria that we would use to uh, to qualify for a, for the matching bonus. We're open to what token we would use for this, uh, for the incentives. Hopefully, maybe the OP token uh, that's yet to be discussed. And we'll be happy to work with Kane or anybody from the Spartan Council on aligning it with SIP 254 in whatever form. Uh, and lastly, uh, the never-ending NFT project. So uh, there were some issues with the... Uh, contracting team from Universe uh, with the war in Ukraine and so on. But TLDR, uh, we are getting close to the final designs being done. And we have an update uh, on the likely use of the proceeds from that NFT mint, which would create uh, a fund which would provide liquidity and optimism on curve pools, uni pools, Aave, et cetera, which, which, uh, of which a share of the yields and the secondary NFT sale royalties uh, a share of these would go towards the Grand Council Treasury, so in a sense, funding public goods, which is something uh, Vitalik uh, Buterin recently called out on the OptiPunks as being uh, something cool. So hopefully, if we do end up doing this, we'll get some love from Vitalik as well. Uh, reminder of the profits would accumulate in the fund, redeemable by the NFT holders, and this will all be possibly managed as a DH fund. So we'll be exploring that in the near future together with DH. And I think I've run out of items. Giving, giving. Thank you so much, Doc. Yeah, yeah no, I, I appreciate that. That 
that was one of your quicker updates, guys. I yeah, am, I tried. I'm, I'm proud of you guys. Wow. Guess we got to have you do it instead of CT from here on out. That'll, uh, <laughs> that'll keep it, you know, nice and clean. But now, uh, thank you so much, Doc, and thank you to the uh, the Grants Council for providing that update and then also talking on the stats page as well. Um, okay, so the next thing we're going to get into, this is actually a very short one to talk about, but um, I know that um, on the marketing side and the comp side, um, people have been relying on CryptoFees.info to see the amount of fees that um, that synthetics was generated for the day. Um, we have flagged a couple days where some of this, uh, some of the fees that they're showing are incorrect. Um, so on that point, I'm just going to have Noah quickly talk about why that was the case and what has been done to rectify that. So the the data that is going out there uh, into the world is correct. I know I I see you're unmuted, but I can't hear you. Oh, DB is here. He might want to just hop in. I don't know. Oh now? no, I can hear you now. Yep, go for it. I'm back. Okay, great. Um, yeah, yeah. So the story with crypto fees is basically um, they're pulling off of our subgraphs through some adapter code. Um, it's pulling daily fees, but the way it was set up was like, essentially it was pulling off the subgraph before the day it ended. So, so there was some underreporting happening, um, and the sort of documentation and the way the system worked was a little opaque, but we we're in touch with, um, the guys that are running the site and they've been super responsive in, uh, getting that fixed. Um, and there's also like a caching layer issue that, that cropped up as well. But as far as we can tell, um, the, uh, yeah, the crypto fees website is reporting accurately, but we'll keep an eye on it and, uh, go from there. Okay, awesome. Thank you, Noah. Uh, Mike also put a really, um, uh, really good Dune dashboard in the chat um, that you can check out to see what the synthetics fees look like. Um, yeah, so definitely something you guys can check out as well, and we'll add to some of uh, some of the areas where we have resources and such. Um, the next point is actually around CC office hours and open questions and that sort of transparency. Um, for those that don't know, we actually did um, CC office hours. Uh, I'm going to say the plan around them initially was to try to do them, you know, bi-weekly, have a different CC come up and talk through um, community questions and concerns around a particular topic. Um, now, we want to continue things like that. Um, the only thing that had really stopped us at the point was that the developers hadn't really had the bandwidth to be continuing as they were, um, you know, working through uh, some bugs and other fixes that took priority over calls like this. So just so you guys know, we're you know, going to be restarting that in the coming weeks. Um, and yeah, so just something that uh, that I want you guys to be aware of because open transparency is um, really important to synthetics and really important to our devs and so on and so forth. So um, I'll be kicking that off again soon. Uh, we'll probably do it mostly around like thoughts of V3 as we start doing more comms on the benefits of V3 um, and things of that nature. But we obviously can... Uh, uh, can take feedback from the community on 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 what they want to hear more about. So that'll be something that we do as well. Um, all right, so that's that's mostly it on that side of things. Um, I'm gonna give it over to DB to talk a little about a little bit about the SUSD bridge, um, and um, why it hasn't been uh, you know put live yet to this point. Talk a little bit about um, some of the blockers on the optimism standard side and things of that nature. DB. 
Yep. Uh, so, broadly speaking, the we implemented the SIP for the uh, for the enabling for the allowing of the ability to transfer SUSD from layer one to layer two and vice versa using the Optimism Bridge, uh, probably like two months ago or something like that. But uh, since then, there have been a lot of reasons why it hasn't been enabled already. Probably the biggest reason is that uh, pretty shortly after we we uh, we deployed this, uh, there was a large group of of protocol uh, urgent protocol issues, uh, including some of the liquidation things that came up, um, where we needed to rush out some changes, uh, which prevented us from uh, actually flipping the switch to turn it on. Um, so that's probably one of the biggest reasons. But also. Uh, before we're able to get the full benefit of the uh, SUSD bridge, uh, we need to have integration with the Optimism uh, UI bridge, the Optimism UI, the one that shows, <clears throat> that gives you the ability to basically uh, specify token and then say that you want to send it from L1 to L2. So, um, and then uh, also we were, anyway, so, so because unfortunately our bridge uses kind of a unique format. It's actually the oldest bridge, I believe, on Optimism. I don't think that apparently Optimism says bridge is literally older than their bridge. And so uh, mostly for that reason, Optimism uh, has been having some difficulty implementing uh, the SUSD token onto their bridge. And so that's kind of the reason that we've been holding off. Um, that being said, uh, we will be using the bridge probably for uh, other purposes within the next week or two, most likely, other than uh, through the Optimism UI. Uh, there's a good chance that we'll be implementing a SIP, which will uh, basically send some of the fees that are being generated on L1 towards L2. And uh, that SIP will be making use of the Optimism bridge in order to send the fees. Um, and yeah, and then uh, hopefully sometime within the next couple months, uh, one way that we can solve this optimism problem is by just implementing the standard interface for the bridges that have been adopted now. Uh, we've seen a couple of uh, proposals already, uh, both on our GitHub and from the optimism team on how we could do this without too much effort. Um, so that's kind of the major things that are going into the decision for the optimism bridge at this point. All right, perfect. Thank you so much, DB. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to go into now is a little bit of a review of an old uh, of a feature that was implemented some time ago now, um, the liquidation mechanism. I'm going to have Afif talk through a little bit of the liquidation mechanism in review um, and just kind of talking about uh, how it's been utilized up to now in terms of, uh, you know, during times of market volatility. So I'll have him uh, have him jump on. Yeah, I mean, it was it was only last month. I know it feels like a while now. <laughs> feels like ages, but. Was yeah, it, so this was, was it really odd. It feels so long ago. I guess time flies. Yeah, it was, it was like <laughs> early beginning of May. Yeah, so yeah, so we uh, 148 went on mainnet um, and in the beginning of May, uh, and it was utilized fairly quickly. Um, kind of, it was uh, the implementation was expedited a little bit because of the price action at the time. Um, it was like it was a pretty heroic effort by a bunch of the PDAF folks getting that out very quickly. Um, I think to review kind of all the numbers, a, a pretty significant portion of the depot was liquidated, uh, largely without error towards the beginning of May. I would say maybe fifteen percent, um, which is pretty 
pretty insane when you think about it, that the mechanism performed very smoothly. Their only hitch that there was is that some of the cross-chain accounting um, was maybe non-trivial and resulted in some patch fixes having to be done after in terms of accounting for, for debt and liquidation rewards and how rewards would be sent across layers when there was excess liquidations on one side or the other. Um, the Treasury Council was also very helpful in basically being like a fast bridge by providing a loan so that the rewards could be distributed to L1. Um, but yeah, I think basically there was a one large wave towards the beginning of May. And then again, towards the end of the end of May, there was a smaller wave of liquidations. Um, but yeah, the mechanism has performed very well. It's allowed us to lower the C ratio a bit and give people some relief. Uh, and it, it's, it's a huge, uh, benefit for the stability of the network. All right. While we're on the topic of the success of the new liquidation uh, uh, mechanism, uh, one of the big benefits of it is that uh, there's a lot less cop capital loss happening within the protocol because the previous liquidation mechanism literally was like uh, uh, the, the liquidator would provide SUSD and then they would get this huge bonus of SNX when it came out and then they would sell it immediately. Now the now the, the bots that provide the liquidation are only getting paid like a few SNX per liquidation. And so this means that uh, the bots, I think total profit has probably not been higher than like $200,000, which is really small when you consider the amount of SNX, which was actually We lost you during the tail end of that DB. I don't know oh. if you stopped or. Yeah, that was, that's just all. I wanted to add that in. Ah, perfect. Thank you, DB. Thank you, Afif, for those updates. I'm um, going to talk a little bit about V3GM. Uh, we would have had um, Ethernet or Ali talk a little about this, but uh, he's he's actually traveling uh, for, for the next couple of days. So I'm going to talk through it a little bit. Um, Obviously, you guys have seen that instead of doing our nominations uh, on Discord and then doing our voting on um, uh, on the staking app or on Snapchat, we've instead uh, started to use V3GM. Um, as Calvera said a little bit earlier, um, everything related to V3GM went through pretty smoothly. The only thing there was was, was like a slight UI issue that was uh, rectified pretty early on. Um, so what we're going to do alongside V3GM is we're going to um, collect some feedback from the community on how to improve the current state of it, because uh, what you're seeing right now is the election module portion of it, where people would be elected. Um, but there will obviously be the next portion of it called the governor module, which is where people would actually uh, you know, vote on SIPs and things of that nature. Um, when it comes to the governor module, information will follow regarding that. Um, but in the interim, SIPs will still be voted on Snapshot, and most governance-related action will look similar, or you could even say identical to what they do right now. Uh, you know, SIPs being presented on Discord, debated in calls, uh, debated in GovCall chat, uh, and votes happening on Snapshot. So that's really all I have regarding V3GM. Um, and information will follow regarding the next steps uh, of that module. Um, I see Rando had a question about how was the synthetics party in Brooklyn. Um, it was great. Had a fantastic time meeting a lot of community members and a lot of people within the ecosystem. Um, not an official part of this uh, this gov call, but I did want to throw that in there. Um, so yeah, uh, 
pictures and stuff uh, and things of that nature will follow. I'll definitely get some stuff on the uh, on the synthetics Twitter, promoting that side of things. Um, so yeah, so what we're gonna get into now is uh, synthetics V3 um, as it relates to the current status and things of that nature. I'm gonna have Noah talk about that, and then Noah, if we could just talk a little about the short intro of why um, we're transitioning to V3, and then talk a little about where we are now. Um, and a fee, feel free to jump in if you'd like as well. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, as far as sort of the, the, the reasons for making the transition, um, I might defer to a fee on that and sort of the high level vision that's outlined in the, um, SIP 300. Um, but just for starters, I want to like sort of give an overview of where the, um, sort of where we're at on like the progress there. Um, so most of the CCs met in New York over the last week and we made a lot of progress. Um, and we're getting to a really good spot to get more community feedback and have governance more involved in the process. Um, and so right now we have SIPs 300 through 304 on the um, on the SIPs website, and we're planning to get up SIPs for uh, the staking incentives and initial and initial mi migration plan um, by the end of this week. And I'm going to try to put together some more like diagrams and explainers to sort of help communicate out where we're, where we're at on that. Um, so at a high level, the current proposal is basically to build out V3 where it'll sort of swap out the staking and collateral management side of the system. And it'll just hook into, um, initially it'll hook into the sort of the debt and the markets and the synth side of V2X. So we can run a migration that'll automatically move everyone over, um, from sort of the staking side of things on, on, uh, V2 to V3. Um, this might entail introducing a new, um, Sort of SUSD token, but you'll be able to redeem the new SUSD token one to one with with, with the old one. Um, but again, that that plan will will we'll outline that in the migration SIP. Um, and then once we're in that state, we can sort out a plan for migrating the sort of debt side of the system, um, sorting out what we're going to do with the spot tokens, the futures markets, etc. Um, and then the sort of long term goal is we can we can. Um, allow for more permissionless uh, like fund and market creation. So uh, the whole system becomes uh, basically more, more composable and modular. Um, so yeah, we, we haven't voted on any of the existing SIPs yet, but part of it is we wanted to make sure the whole system will be like feasible and cohesive uh, before we start going through each of the components. But I think we're just about at a good point there. Uh, we've been doing building some foundational code for um, the pieces of the system that we just will know we'll need regardless of the product level decisions. Um, and doing some more prototyping and sort of sketching in like sort of R&D code for the rest of the components. Uh, Leo and DB have done a really good job on the smart contract side, and we've got a pretty rough sketch of everything that'll um, take us up to that initial migration. Uh, and Sunny's been doing great work on a prototype that we have live for the front end uh, that's at snx-v3-prototype.versal.app right now. It's super unstable and, and not final, but um, that's a good place to look for sort of where things stand um, currently. Yeah, um, I guess I'll throw it over to Afif um, for if there's any any other sort of color you want to add there. I, I think you covered it all. I mean, we can take questions if there are any in GovCall chat. I think the only thing that people are looking for, Noah, is that uh, is that actual link. Yeah. Um, if you have it, I don't know if yes. you're mobile now. Yep. All right, perfect. Yeah, you guys can check out the uh, uh, that prototype UI for V3. 
so yeah, if there's any questions on that, um, you know, we'll probably give it like 30 or so seconds uh, for any questions um, that you guys may have. Um, if not, we'll continue onwards, but I'll give you guys a little bit. Oh yeah, I, I see the question in the chat. Yeah, so this the the prototype I shared is um, specifically just a way for us to interact with the new code for uh, V three. All right, awesome. Thank you so much, Noah and uh, and Afif for walking through some of the aesthetics V three side of things. Um, as I said before, we're going to be um, doing a lot more updates on V3 as things get closer. Um, so, you know, we'll start talking about the benefits publicly and, you know, going on Twitter and things of that nature. So you'll start seeing that relatively soon and we'll put together some blog posts and, uh, and things like that. So you guys can, you guys can get excited for that. Um, that's actually the end of like the, the regular part of the governance call. Uh, now we're going to have the, uh, some of our, uh, some of the synthetics DAOs and uh, ecosystem partners do some of the updates. Um, and it's actually not on the the Gov call agenda, but um, we're actually going to have um, Jordan from the Treasury Council do a brief Treasury Council update. Um, so Jordan, take it away. You got me? Coming through? Yep, coming through loud and clear. All right. Good to be with everyone. So yeah, just... Uh... Representing uh, Lipkick and um, Spartan Glory uh, on the Treasury Council, so yeah, it's been a it's been an interesting little little period, as you can imagine. Um, so our priority over the last month or so has been uh, improving SNX liquidity uh, across the various touch points that we have, um, and kind of by proxy, trying to improve the the network C ratio health. Um, and also been trying to in, improve the on-chain liquidity of, of SUSD, uh, particularly on, on L2. Um, so on the SUSD side, uh, we've uh, deployed, um, you know, the OP curve gauge um, and, and seeded the pool. Um, we've been chatting to the, the curve team pretty consistently. Um, Artichoke has been um, uh, talking a bunch with them to to kind of just see you know help them drive awareness um help kind of understand the the, the best way of um uh, the most efficient way of driving rewards and, and and overall trying to get their support as as much as possible um so we've got continuous liquidity uh via Vodium, uh, which is one of the the paths that we chose in terms of rewards um yeah, we've been exploring different methods for direct incentives as well. Again, sort of thinking about the most efficient way of, of kind of um, incentivizing and ultimately getting the liquidity that we desire. Uh, we supported the ambassadors on the Uni V3, uh, you know, one bit pool deployment uh, on OE as well. Uh, and then on the same topic of liquidity, we've, we've onboarded a, a market maker who's focused on uh, SNX liquidity on chain. Um, so, you know, there's been a period there when we moved over to OP where um, SNX liquidity wasn't great and we didn't really have a market maker that had the infrastructure to be over there. 
So we're working with a group now who uh, is set up over there. Um, so they are, you know, supporting, um, supporting us in that environment, which is great. Um, and more recently, uh, we were also going to work with this group on helping with SUSD liquidity on KuCoin. So KuCoin's the only centralized exchange venue that we have SUSD listed. Um, so it's not doing a lot of volume and, and the team there at KuCoin has, has kind of pointed that out. So we've also been talking to them um, this last week, in fact, about the, the volume. Um, they're really pushing us to improve the spreads and, um, and make sure that the liquidity improves. So we're going to work with a, a team to help us improve that liquidity there as well to make sure that we have one centralized exchange venue, which I, I think is important. Um, we don't do a, a ton of volume and, and obviously it's not a key part of our network, but I do think having that uh, on and off ramp is, uh, is, is a good thing. Um, but we do need to improve the volume there. So that's something that uh, is definitely a work in progress. Um, we, we actually uh, have partnered with another market maker or I guess um, large player in the ecosystem um, and we actually haven't got their approval to mention their name yet, but um, I was really hoping that I, I'd be able to um, because I've been pushing them to, to try to get uh, to a point where we can we can actually use their name because um, they are a big player and I think it's um, uh, healthy to have uh, the support of, of uh, a group that has, um, you know, a, a big balance sheet and um, is committed to kind of helping uh our network uh, in a number of different ways, including uh, helping with sort of SNX liquidity and, um, and we're exploring other ways of trying to get them to engage uh, in other areas of the ecosystem as well. You know, like we'd love to get more kind of professional um, uh, traders and I guess more professional groups uh, looking at things like trading synths on optimistic Ethereum um, and, you know, overall kind of plugging into the various places where, um, you know, volume can kind of, uh, you know, ge generate the outcomes that we want around fee capture and, and all the rest of it. So um, hopefully next next time we'll, I'll be able to kind of mention this group, um, but there are a number of, uh, of those types of conversations that we, that we have going. So um, we've got a couple of market makers that uh, are um, in summary working on SNX liquidity, uh, on-chain and off-chain, SUSD uh, liquidity on-chain and off-chain. Um, and, you know, obviously in this environment at the moment with a lot of volatility, uh, you know, we need um, as much of that kind of uh, sort of market-making support, uh, liquidity support as, as we can get just to kind of tamper down, you know, the huge swings. Um, and so uh, that's been a, a big kind of part of, of what we've been doing recently um what else uh so we've also uh supported lyra in their their kind of the new avalon launch so um the treasury council actually um was an lp in their new eth pool um so we we deposited uh two million susd um i guess it was not yesterday the day before um and so we are an lp there um so basically the the treasury council uh has been provide has provided that liquidity in exchange for an option uh, a lyra option um and so we um obviously wanted to support an ecosystem partner but um 
we also were were keen to kind of uh, get some value back as well. Um, so that's um, that's great. I, I really, you know, at, in the Treasury Council, we, we're all uh, aligned in the, the thing that you know we have a responsibility to kind of help ecosystem partners um, in ways that we can. And obviously, the Treasury Council has capital um, to to do so. So um, so we were very interested in helping the Lyra team. Um, uh, what else? So on, you know, not a, a great note, uh, we've been in contact with uh, Celsius, um, you know, obviously talking about their SNX position and, um, you know, most of the community is aware of a bunch of um, you know, transfers from their, their wallet to various exchanges and, and just general activity on, on their sites. Um, not you know, there's not a lot of like, concrete outcomes there, to be honest. Um, you know, we, we have an open comms line with them, but it's, it's difficult to get sort of, sort of direct decisions or at least um, indications from them. Um, so that's kind of really just a, a continual kind of um, conversation that we need to try to manage and, and we need to try to kind of extract as much info as we can. Um, Let's see, what else have I got? Um, yes, yeah, so, I mean, o- overall, you know, with all of this in mind, obviously one of our mandates is is overall treasury management. Um, so mainly in terms of managing our own debt position um, relative to our asset base, you know, monitoring the price of SNX um, as it relates to overall uh, network health. Um, being such a large staker, we, we have a, uh, a responsibility to kind of keep that in mind as well. Um, so yeah, we've been obviously doing a lot of uh, C ratio monitoring and and fixing and um, and sort of balancing that out with um, you know, all the other um, elements that a normal staker needs to think about. Um, with I would argue a, a few more elements on top. Um, so you know we've we've taken on a a bunch of debt over the last couple of years, and obviously with the new liquidation mechanism, uh, we've we've taken on um, a pro rata amount that everyone else has as well. So um, you know we just constantly kind of monitoring that um, and sort of trying to balance the the, the C ratio um, uh, targets with you know hedging the debt uh, and also just trying to. Uh, overall factor in the network health and uh, and how we can be a contributor there um so yeah that's uh i think that's probably a a reasonable summary of of what we've been up to all right perfect thank you jordan i appreciate that i know that's i'm pretty sure that's the first um treasury council update that we've done on one of these calls so thank you for that and i know the community will uh will love the transparency um, so we're going to hop into now is we're going to hand it over to the Ambassador Council. We'll have Millie uh, work through some of the updates on the Ambassador Council side of things. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Um, I, out of respect for everyone's time, I know we we have a few other uh, things to cover. I'll try to be as quick as possible. So um, we've been really active the last uh, epic. Um, on the Spartan Spaces side, we've had a, a bunch of our projects come onto our space and we've seen that consistently we get an audience of between uh, 50 to uh, sorry between 40 and a and hundred uh, viewers or, or listeners and if someone like Kane is on board then we get like uh, 150 plus on each call 
which is really a good turnout for these um, because when we used to hold them on Discord, they would be uh, much smaller in terms of uh, the, the group that would be in the audience. Um, in fact, what I'll do is I'll put the link to uh, all of our Spartan spaces, which SMX Weave does such a good job of keeping track of. Um, and yeah, so we've been really active in on the governance side of different projects. Um, Optimism uh, in itself proved to be like quite uh, quite a bit of workload to get through all the forum posts and to monitor all the different proposals that are coming through there, especially with the governance fund. But we've uh, between the three of us, we've been managed to stay on top of it. Um, we actually have been also active in Uniswap governance. Uh, Jordan just mentioned earlier uh, we working with them and also Leo uh, from the CCs to get a uh, proposal deployed on to, to have a one basis point um, Uniswap pool on Optimism. Um, and that one is a little tricky because we had to do cross-chain governance through um, Uniswap uh, on layer one. And so Leo had to you know put in some time in that. Shout out to him for uh, basically handling all the code. And then, um, yeah, uh, so between those, we've also been really active in uh, uh, Ave governance. Um, we were delegates for Euler, for Hop, for um, OP, obviously, for Ave, for Uni. Um, we've been really also really active, uh, of course, in our ecosystem projects, uh, Thales, uh, Polynomial, Quenta, Lyra, Aelin. Um, between the three of us, we cover a lot of uh, service area. Um, yeah, so I think like the from a growth perspective for the next few epochs, I see a lot of uh, growth in output from the ambassadors. Um, like it'll, you guys can keep track of it on um, through SNX Weave and, and their weekly updates. But what we're going to do is actually track it also on Notion, in a centralized place where everyone can just access what we're up to. Um, yeah, and then we've also built, uh, been building a lot of relationships in the ecosystem. And what we're actually interested in doing uh, more recently is potentially reaching out to content producers because we notice these content producers are going to make content about synthetics uh, regardless. Um, so what we would want is like to get a good information out there so that everything that the content they put out is accurate. Um, and you know, a lot of them apply for grants afterward. And it'd be, instead of like waiting for feedback, making a video and having to go back, edit it, they could, you know, do it right from the first, from the first part and, you know, potentially be eligible for retroactive grants. Um, yeah, I, I think that's pretty much covers a lot of it. Uh, you guys can expect to see a lot more, um, a lot of output from us in the in the coming months and yeah excited for what we got to do thank you millie for that on the ambassador side um now we're going to go into some of the ecosystem uh partners so i'll pass it over to uh to andrew from quenta hey everyone so uh, it's been busy busy time for quenta for the past few months um but our main goal has been uh continual ui refinement um so if you've haven't been on the UI in you know anything over than a month. I would highly recommend going back and visiting Quenta because it's uh, changed significantly, um, and just continually gets a ton of feedback from the community members, and we build that into the UI directly. Um, so it's in you know the best state it's ever been, and we're really excited about it. And uh, yeah, we've got about you know ten or thirteen uh, markets right now where you can charge or trade with thirteen X leverage, um, including gold and silver, which to date I still think is the only place you can go ahead and do that. So that's awesome. Um, we've got trading view charts implemented now, so that makes, um, I think, getting experience a little bit better, a little more familiar. 
Um, and then we also have the ability to share uh, your PL graphic, very similar to how Binance or FTX has the ability to share your positions. I'm starting to build out the social trading uh, aspect of Quenta. Um, there's a leaderboard that's live now, um, similar to the social trading. Um, I think a feature that would be really nice on the leaderboard would be able to one-click copy trade anyone. Um, so I think that leaderboard creates a good foundation um, for that potential feature in the future. Um, and then we've also been working on responsiveness, both on uh, for large screens for people who trade with like you know multiple different monitors, um, as well as mobile. Um, so we've been sneakily deploying uh, mobile updates, uh, if anyone has noticed, but uh, there'll be a full uh, announcement and launch uh, pretty soon. I think we're pretty close to wrapping up the final details of mobile. Um, so that's awesome. And then uh, we have some uh, kind of larger features in the works right now being, you know, kind of ERC-20 descent swaps is something that's very close to being launched. Um, we have cross margin, limit orders, and stop losses all in the works um, with betas, you know, the very very near future um looking to be launched um some of those will starting to include like uh, fee structures for quanta as well so that's uh pretty awesome for protocol revenue etc um and then we have some uh larger updates for kind of what's going to happen in 2023 there's like a a new strategy slash vision for quanta that i think is like very exciting <laughs> so uh, i can't talk about any of that yet but uh, we are going to have a governance call uh next Thursday, um, and I think I'll be able to leak some of uh, that so long as the devs are comfortable with uh, um, what I plan on saying, so that's awesome. Um, and the last thing is we've been having uh, a lot of discussion in the community about when to launch the token. Um, token is still under audit. We still have, uh, well, thankfully now that Avalon's launched, we have the resources available to uh, go ahead and finish up audits, but yeah, it's supposed to be concluding quite soon. Um, and then it's just up to the community to decide on a date. Um, so I'm going to put a proposal quite soon on like when that date should be. We got some feedback that we might want to wait until the uh, bear market activity is closed, is kind of chilled out a little bit. Um, and then we also got some advisory feedback just that, you know, we need to factor in as well. So hopefully we'll wrap all that up on Thursday and everything will be crystal clear. Um, so yeah, Quint is in a really good place right now. Very excited for the future and uh, we'll keep on delivering new stuff as uh, Synthetics and ecosystem members continue to grow as well. So yeah. Us. Perfect. Thank you, Andrew. I appreciate that uh, from the Quinta side. I'm going to pass it over to um, Pedzank or Daniel from the Thales side to just give an uh, update on how Thales is doing. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks, Matt. Uh, yeah, I will be taking the mantle this time. <laughs> so, yeah, let's start from maybe exotic markets. Exotic Markets DAP got a new redesign based on the community feedback. And for those of you who don't know, Exotic Markets is our unique separate product built on top of Thales, where anyone can create a custom like parimutuel market around any event you can imagine. So it's like string-based markets like sports, politics, elections, pop culture, similar like prediction markets and these can be created and resolved by anyone, but the resolution requires a bond to be deposited and anyone can dispute a market resolution to like try to get a claim of the resolver's bond, etc. And these disputes are handled by the elected Oracle Council. And yeah, it's basically our in-house built optimistic Oracle system for our own exotic markets. And yeah, it's it's getting along, like it's progressing quite nicely. We had like 116 markets created in total 
until now with like close to 600 unique participants in those markets and yeah we are pretty happy with it then next up um we launched a super cool new feature or product on tailies called range markets so basically now you can trade on markets revolving around will a certain crypto asset stay within a certain price range or not on a certain strike date like these markets complement our existing up and down markets and in the same fashion they use tokenized position like we have in and out erc20 tokens which represent the two exclusive outcomes possible on these markets so will this crypto asset be inside or outside this range on this specific date and yeah this is basically like a world's first on, on that type of markets and yeah so they also have on-demand liquidity available like they use the existing tailies amm with a few modifications and yeah they, they can they can also effectively be looked at as speculating on volatility like you can basically short or long volatility for like plethora of crypto assets using tailies right now and in, in one click fashion so yeah next up we are about to receive like 900,000 op tokens from phase zero distribution that will be used towards boosting the lp incentives for tailies eth lp providers and towards incentivizing trading on tailies in form of like trading incentives and op token and tailies token incentives will be lucrative and also important to mention that tailies stakers will receive additional bonus trading incentives compared to like non-tailies stakers that trade on tailies and this is uh, done by implementing our gamified staking mechanism to like award daily stakers as much as possible so um, yeah next up we launched a referral program also on mainnet like optimism mainnet and yeah referral program allows you to generate your own referral link tied to your own wallet address and whoever is onboarded by your generated link he gets like attached to your address and uh your you as a referrer get one percent of each trade done by the person you referred and it's like a super elegant mechanism like the trade transaction by the referred trader sends susd directly to the referrer's wallet on on each transaction and it's pretty cool and then in the spirit of increasing ux and to easily onboard more people to tailies we implemented support for usdc DAI, and usdt as supported stable coins to trade on tailies and don't worry we are still like in the background using susd but this works uh, like the amm contract integrated curve susd pool and it atomically swaps to SUSD on each trade done on Tailies. So basically, if you trade using like USDC on Tailies, on the background, it gets swapped to SUSD first, and then the SUSD is used to execute the trade. So yeah, in short, you can now seamlessly trade on Tailies using any like major stablecoin on Optimism. 
then maybe the most important update regarding tail is that we will soon be launching the world's first permissionless fully on-chain sports markets amm and it's called the overtime markets and it will also be like a separate like product built on top of tailies and overtime markets will use the sports feeds provided by chainlink exclusively for tailies so big shout out to chainlink they are like such amazing like folks it's it's incredible what they done for tailies and uh, yeah, not only that we will get on-chain sports results from Chainlink, but also we will get like pre-game odds of these events that allows like Tailies to also provide on-demand liquidity for each market. And yeah, this allows us to basically have an AMM around sports markets, which is insane. And trading will work the same as current like crypto assets positional markets. You basically buy an ERC20 token that represents your position for a certain sports match and you get it for a price that is somewhere below one SUSD per token. And if that like event, like outcome happens, if the team you picked and bought these ERC tokens uh, wins, you will able to redeem those ERC20 tokens for one SUSD each. And yeah, it's basically the same uh, mechanism that the rest of the Tailies marketplace uses. Only this time, it's sports markets and sporting events that resolve the markets. So yeah, we are pretty excited about that. Uh, we are approaching like the launch. The progress is is like slowly uh, coming to to like its final stage and stuff. And yeah. Then also important to, to say that Thales Council and the Oracle Council elections are live. We are in the last day of voting. So yeah, calling all Thales takers to go and vote. Um, then yeah, signups for Thales Royale of Royals is also live for signups. So yeah, calling all ETH speculators <laughs> to participate in this Thales Royale event and battle it out in this on-chain battle royale experience and yeah that's basically it from Thales. stay tuned like uh, a lot is, is happening and it's coming in hot all right thank you to the uh the dailies guys um really awesome stuff coming out of you guys um I'm going to pass it over to Kset over from Lyra to give the Lyra updates. Hey, uh, guys, thanks for having us here. Um, and especially Jordan um, and Treasury Council, I know you covered this, but uh, Treasury Council is helping out with some liquidity for our newest release, and we really appreciate the support on that. I think we've, we've come up with a great arrangement for that. Um, Lyra has, as of yesterday, we just launched our Avalon release, which is a huge upgrade to our AMM. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, Lyra is an options trading protocol that has two-sided options on a range of synthetic assets. Currently, with our new release, we just have ETH options listed, but it's going to be a bit of a slow rollout for us as we make sure all of our all of our contracts are 
are performing as expected and the market volatility is doing well with the AMM. Um, we have in our new release a bunch of new features, the main ones being anytime entry exits to our liquidity providing pools. We will have 12 week rolling expiries um, uh, that will update every couple of weeks once the new board comes off. And the biggest one, I think, is partial collateralization of short options. So you can leverage up to four times capital efficiency on your short options so you can increase your yield. With that, of course, also comes liquidations. Um, we also have enabled universal closing. So users can now close any position, even if it's outside of the delta range or time to expiration cutoff if you want to... Uh, free up your collateral and get out of your position, you can do so at any time. Um, along with the release, we have a new new interface, new branding, new analytics page, uh, some new developer tooling with a new an SDK. Um, as we proceed, we're going to get all of our uh, integrations up and running on the new version and a bunch of new integrations uh, soon to come that we're really excited about. Um, to date, Lyra has processed let's see, $561 million in notional volume, and we're nearing $17 million in premium. So we're really looking forward to ramping up incentives when the time makes sense and rolling out, you know, as many new products as possible. And we're very happy to be a part of the synthetics, synthetics community. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much, uh, KSET and the Lyra folks for that. Um, all right, yeah. Also, check out the uh, the Apple release and the, uh, the tweet that KSET posted in the governance call chat. Um, last but not least, we're going to have um, Awen do some of their updates. Um, I'll be providing some of the updates from the Awen side because uh, Alex the Board Ape uh, from over at Awen actually has COVID. Um, he's getting better, thankfully, but I guess that's what happens when you go to NFT New York City uh, with a ton of people all together. Um, so if you guys haven't looked at the A1 app recently, I would totally go and check it out. I'm going to post a link below. Um, it's The entire UI has been rebuilt from the ground up, and it makes the sponsor and investor experience uh, much easier and seamless. Um, one of the big things um, that we wanted to do here was make sure that we didn't have to handle sponsors and invest process of investing in a pool. So um, if you guys go through that process, you'll be able to see that that's not required anymore. But even if it is, um, our docs have been updated from the ground up as well um, with all the info and all the new screenshots from these uh, from this new UI. So um, that's something that we're really excited about and also mobile friendly. So if you open the A1 site on, a, uh, on your phone, uh, it'll be fully responsive and, you know, Super simple to uh, to work with them. Um, Alex and CB from the England side also worked uh, really hard at NFT New York City and uh, some of the other events that went on to find new projects to fundraise on Aylin. Um Some could say that Alex may have worked a little bit too hard uh, at that. Um, obviously, this environment, though, it's not really simple and straightforward to find uh, projects that want to start fundraising at a discount after their token price has gotten kind of slammed. Um, but They've told me that they have some pretty good prospects, and I hope that we have uh, some good news soon for the people on the Awen side. Um, when it comes to other new features, there's probably two big things to talk about here. Uh, it's going to be around direct deals and NFT-gated uh, deals. 
direct deals, um, pretty much to explain that, um, it pretty much just allows the sponsor to start up a pool with deal terms um, created in advance. Um, similar to how when Quenta raised on Aelin, um, they had their deal terms ready in advance, so they really shouldn't have um, you know, had to have uh, their users accept the deal. They should have just been able to do that from the beginning. So that's something that um, people on the Aelin side are, are working hard to do. Um, and then the next side of that is going to be NFT gated deals, which what that will allow um, uh, sponsors to do is gate their deals off to particular users that hold either a certain NFT or a certain uh, POAP. So let's just say you wanted to say, okay, people that have been to the last, I don't know, 10 community calls, I want them to have access to this you know, early stage fundraising deal. Um, so that would be something that um, you'd be able to do. Or if you just want to sell tokens to um, you know, people that hold board apes or punks or things of that nature, that could, uh, that could be something that could be done as well. So all those things are, uh, are in the works. Um, Aelin is also having um, an election right now. Um, so check that out. Uh, make sure to vote. Um, and yes, Tara, Matt just committed to releasing 10 new VOAPs. Yeah, I definitely shouldn't have said the word on this call. Um, but that's it from the Aelin side. Uh, yet again, I invite all of you to check out the new Aelin UI and wish Alex a... Uh, a healthy recovery from COVID and, you know, working a little bit too hard during this side of things. Um, Matt? Yeah, Calvera, if you want to hop in. Yeah, if you don't mind me saying. Uh, yeah, go for uh, it. I'm also part of the council over there in Aileen, and we just, uh, I think it just passed. Uh, we passed a new ALIP in which we are going to retroactively reward investors on the Quenta race uh, in Aileen tokens now. So basically th this, this, this comes from a past ALIP in which we said like anybody that is uh, raising money through Aileen, uh, I, uh, specifically the sponsor and the different investors, they, they will all receive a percentage of incentives in Aileen, in, in Aileen tokens. Uh, this passed just after the Quenta raise. So we actually just passed a new a new ALIP in which we're going to retroactively uh, yeah, basically provide incentives or our drops to the people that invested into the Quenta raise. So keep an eye up for the news and whenever that uh, airdrop or basically that incentive is going to become available specifically for all of you guys that have invested into the um, uh, Quenta pool. All right, perfect. Thank you, Calvera. And uh, that's going to be it from the Allen side. Just make sure to wish uh, Alex the board a, a uh, healthy recovery from uh, from COVID. But um, yeah, that's that's actually the end of the uh, the synthetics community governance call. Um, just a reminder: the elections are actually going to end very shortly. So make sure to get your vote in on governance.synthetics.io. Um, and make sure you're connected to uh, to Optimism as well uh, to vote on there. You've got another day and two hours to vote. Um, so just make sure to get your, uh, you know, to get your votes in ASAP. Um, and yeah, that is, uh, that actually concludes the, uh, the next community governance call. Thank you so much for coming. I appreciate it. And thank you all for being a part of this, uh, this amazing community. Much love folks. Thank you everyone. Thank you guys. Bye. Have a good one, guys. Bye-bye.